Hello and welcome you guys to another episode of Unrelatable with Maddie Weisner. This is a very special rendition of our Sunday Scaries series. One, because I'm recording this on Halloween, so she'll be live tomorrow. And two, because I'm bored. (laughs) Kidding. But welcome, one and all, to our spooky Sunday Scaries special where we will be chatting all things NFL Week 9 and everything else. And we're really just going to get straight into it today. I know I said I wouldn't be super into the whole Halloween thing in terms of recording a Halloween episode, but some spooky shit happened in Week 8, and we need to talk about it somehow. So, on this beautiful Wednesday, here are some of the spookiest things that took place, are taking place, or are about to take place throughout the NFL. Number one, so we can just get it out of the way, the Packers lost to the Vikings on Sunday. Final score, Packers 10, Vikings 24. I keep saying we're ready for a comeback season. We're ready to prove these people wrong. It's time. If you're new, my boyfriend is a member of the Green Bay Packers 53-man roster. But yeah, it was a tough game to see. We've got, obviously, we already had our bye week, so we're playing next week. Get into that a little bit more when the time comes. But I've mentioned over and over on this podcast that the Packers have been kind of cast off as it's a growing year, it's a learning year, it's a developmental year. They're a super young team, granted. But I do think they have it in them. It's still early in the season. Nothing is set in stone. And I still and will always think that the Packers are ready to prove all these people wrong that have had so much to say about their development, right? Like, no more, they're going to be good in a few years, they're good now, and it's coming. I promise. I see it. You see it. We see it. We got it. But also in this game, like third or fourth quarter, Kirk Cousins, the quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, left the game with an ankle foot injury and results came back yesterday. So results came back Monday, the day after the game from his MRI, CT scan, whatever, saying and confirming that he'd torn his Achilles tendon. Maybe not torn, but he injured his Achilles, which... It's kind of a common injury when you are on the older side of the NFL playing field. This is what happened to Aaron Rodgers, who used to be the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. He was then traded to the New York Jets, QB1 for New York Jets, played four plays, four snaps with the Jets in their first game, and has been out since, tearing his Achilles. And there is speculation that he might come back before the end of the season, but that is typically a season-ending injury. Again, spooky shit happening throughout the NFL. Okay, Kirk Cousins is Achilles. I did see that I went on TikTok, which I never do, and I'm trying so hard to fix my social media algorithms because I'm sick. I love the football content, but like I need like the health, wellness, aesthetics back in my life. Please. But Kirk Cousins yesterday, Monday, Literally the day after his injury and then the day he received the news that he was probably going to be out for a while, he was trick-or-treating with his family, 
And I think it was a Vikings event. So with Vikings fans in attendance. And that's so pure. And really, really gets you in the Halloween spirit. Another spooky Sunday scaries thing. It is snowing in Green Bay today. First, my first Green Bay snow. First Green Bay snow of the year or of the season. So wish me luck. The Packers were at home last week in week eight versus the Vikings. They play at home again on Sunday. And the snow situation is supposed to only be in effect literally today, maybe tomorrow. But we play at home against the Rams. There's a 50% chance of rain. Temperature is a high of 49, low of 39. So maybe we have one more game before it becomes the frozen tundra. But... I'm, you know, I'm so lucky and everything works out for me and it's going to be great. I do have a raincoat that I haven't worn yet. It's green and literally floor length. Like I have to wear boots or platform shoes or the raincoat drags on the ground and it's so extra, but I haven't worn it yet and I definitely need to. So fingers crossed that the raincoat is applicable to the weather situation and Everything works out for me, and I'm so lucky, again. But enough about the Packers specifically. Moving into the rest of the NFL, this is Sunday Scaries Episode 9. We've got NFL Week 9 coming up. There are 18 weeks in the NFL regular season, and on the podcast we've talked about what postseason looks like, what the road to the Super Bowl looks like. Great episode to check out if you haven't already. But Week 9 is technically halfway. And if you count the preseason stuff that happens in the month before, so like you've got preseason the month before, postseason the month after, that means the regular season is exactly in the middle. And so week nine is halfway, which is scary. And I feel like week four was not that long ago. But with it being halfway and with it being Halloween, again, recording this a day before the episode airs, today, October 31st, is the trade deadline for the NFL. And with my knowledge, my personal expertise, nothing crazy has happened with the trading exchanges maybe yet. I know some guys have been signed to some pretty big and pretty significant contracts in this time, but right now there isn't exactly anything worth chatting about. And I can do I'm gonna look into it a little bit more going into next week like once the deadline is actual set and if something crazy happens in the next 12 hours between me recording this me posting this and then next week like it will be addressed I promise so we might do a deep dive later and keep that in mind and if there is something that does happen and I don't cover it today and you want to know more dm me message me let me know And we can chat a little bit about the spooky Halloween costume situation. I've mentioned how much I love and appreciate the game day outfit content that the NFL and the individual teams will share. And I don't like scary movies, so I couldn't tell you who was what, but there were a few masks like Texas Chainsaw right? Some of those being worn as players left their vehicles and walked into the stadium pre-game. 
But then the one that stood out to me the most was Joe Burrow, the quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, the highest paid player in the NFL right now, wore a full alien head, a NASA t-shirt, some fun pants, and his vibe was that he's an out-of-this-world player, basically, was the message that I don't know if he was trying to get that across, but the NFL shared their interpretation of his costume. But no, I'm sorry, I'm not down with the mask situation. Ow. Which is why it made my list, my mentioning of all the spooky things that happened last week. But in terms of the actual football that was played, probably the most spookiest, significant results of a week eight game was the Denver Broncos beating the Kansas City Chiefs for the first time since 2015, which was eight years ago. Also spooky. Final score was 24 to 9. And it's hard to stay updated and watch all of the games that are happening during Luke's games. Like when we have a home game at noon, that's literally your whole day. And so I was only, we watched the Sunday night game and then they shared highlights of everything else that had taken place on Sunday. So from what I saw, the Kansas City Chiefs really just played a game of misfortunate events. But I mean, the Packers played the Broncos in week seven. So the week before, the Broncos took the win over the Packers. And I said last week that the Broncos are starting to find themselves. They've got Russell Wilson in his second year as QB1 for the Broncos. He played a very successful career in Seattle with the Seattle Seahawks. But then they've also got Sean Payton, their head coach, in his first year as head coach of the Broncos as well. And I mean, I literally said it last week, they are a force to be reckoned with and they are kind of on the up and played a great game against the Packers in week seven, played a great game against the Chiefs last week. Again, from what I saw, there were a few errors, misfortunate events happening on the Chiefs side of the ball, but 24 to nine is huge. And Sean Payton, the Broncos' head coach, I've mentioned him a couple times on here, said he's a pretty storied head coach, never really got into much of what that meant. But if you're into it, Netflix made a movie about him, kind of, like it's based off of his story. So in 2012, Sean Payton was the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Following a scandal it was called bounty gate in quotes um new orleans saints players were rumored to or allegedly being paid rewarded extra for hard hits that were then creating injuries on other team and so i think what started as an innocent incentive program that was being headed up Obviously, like when you're the head coach, you're in charge of, you're the one that's going to kind of like, things are going to fall on you. You're the one that's going to, you're responsible for everybody, right? But from the outside looking in, players were being rewarded for injuring other athletes. And so this led to Sean Payton being suspended from the head coaching position for the 2012 season, for the whole year. And then Netflix, I'm not sure when it came out, but 
The movie's called Home Team. Sean Payton is played by Kevin James. It's based on a true story. So I'm not sure how much is real, but essentially what happens is Sean Payton can't, he's not coaching that year. And so he goes home to assistant coach his son's middle school, maybe high school football team. So that's the vibe. And it's a cute one. And the more you know. But to continue on with the saga that is the Kansas City Chiefs, Travis Kelsey, and of course Taylor Swift, but Travis took some heat, kind of, during their game against the Broncos. A statistic has been floating around that says, basically, that has basically been comparing Kelsey's stats between games where Taylor Swift has been in attendance and games where she has not been able to be there. But prior to week eight, on the games where Taylor Swift has been there watching Travis Kelsey, he has acquired on average 108 receiving yards per game. Again, prior to week eight, when Taylor has not been there, he's getting on average 46.5 receiving yards per game. And obviously, this has nothing to do with who is there watching you. I would love to not be able to go to one of Luke's games and they're still talking about me on TV. (laughs) That would be awesome. But Taylor was unable to be in Denver for the Broncos game. Travis picked up 58 receiving yards. So higher than the average. Obviously, that doesn't matter at all. It was a tough game for the team, tough loss. And the Broncos did play, like, Shake It Off and more of Taylor Swift's songs following their win against the Chiefs. But finally, you guys, moving in to probably the spookiest stat of all. And this is a curveball because we haven't really talked about this in this sense. But I've mentioned that Brock Purdy, QB1 for the San Francisco 49ers, was drafted... 262nd, I'm pretty sure that's the number that we used in his NFL draft class. The last pick of the draft of all seven rounds, historically labeled Mr. Irrelevant. And I've said he's proving everyone wrong with that label. He's a part of a very successful franchise and leading a very successful franchise. But with his positioning in the draft... And with the fact that he is still on his rookie contract, Brock Purdy's salary for all of 2023 is $870,000 for all of this season. And contracts are set up differently for everyone. And there's different things that go into how you get paid. I know people get paid per play. People get paid per game. They're only getting paid throughout the season. Right, like it's, I don't know exactly how it works, but I know that everyone's different, especially if you're not on your rookie contract and you've signed a contract with your team and those are what's worth hundreds of millions of dollars at the end of the day. And with that, Brock Purdy's time is definitely coming for him to kind of cash in on his success he's found with the 49ers. But right now, this season, he will be making $870,000, which is a lot, way more than, 
way more than me. But this is how this 870k compares to other QB1s in the league. And again, with these guys, everyone's contract is set up differently. Like someone might be making more money as a whole, but per play, per minute, per game, their contract might be set up in a way that is a bit more, what is the word? Lucrative. Perfect. So Brock Purdy's season salary. Okay, again, whole season. In 11 minutes of playing time. Lamar Jackson, QB1 for the Baltimore Ravens, makes that much money. Makes 870K, 11 minutes. So again, full season versus 11 minutes. Patrick Mahomes, QB1 for the Kansas City Chiefs, he acquires that much money in 16 minutes. Daniel Jones, QB1 for the New York Giants, Requires that much money in 19 minutes. And this is not my math. I did not figure this out. I saw it on Instagram. So if it's inaccurate, that's why. But we're not here. We're not here to be accurate. Well, we are accurate. We're here to get the Sunday scaries out of the way. Like, that's priority one. Okay, Daniel Jones, 19 minutes. Joe Burrow, QB1 for the Cincinnati Bengals. Highest paid individual in the NFL. Makes 870K in 24 minutes of playing time. Dak Prescott, quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, 29 minutes. Josh Allen, QB for the Buffalo Bills, and Russell Wilson with the Denver Broncos. Both of these guys making 870K, 32 minutes. Bryce Young, drafted in 2023. It's his rookie season. As QB1 for the Carolina Panthers, he was the first overall draft pick. And I was surprised to see him on here as the only one who is in his rookie contract. But however his contract is set up, he is making Brock Purdy's 2023 salary in 35 minutes of playing time. And then lastly, Jalen Hurts, QB for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's got 37 minutes. And that's just insane to me. Like, money is so weird, especially if you're not making any. (laughs) Sponsor me, (laughs) please. But yeah, but this one, this one isn't spooky, but Bryce Young, QB1 for the Carolina Panthers, and the rest of his team did pull out their first win of the season in week eight against the Houston Texans. Final score was 15 to 13. Everyone is on the board, all 32 teams now, and that feels good for me, obviously. But the Panthers are playing the Colts on Sunday of week nine, afternoon slot, going to be a great game. Moving into the rest of this week, which is what we're here for, we will just go in order. So coming up tomorrow night for the Thursday night football game, the Tennessee Titans at the Pittsburgh Steelers on Amazon Prime, 7.20, right, 7.30, 6.20, whatever time zone you identify with, there's an F football, awesome. Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. Green Bay time, 6.30 a.m. West Coast, 9.30 East Coast. The Dolphins are playing the Chiefs in Frankfurt, Germany. And the Chiefs are technically the home team. 
they had a say in where they would go. Apparently, every team must play internationally once every eight years. And I've said I think that that would be so fun, like when the London games were going on. But the Chiefs chose Germany and then chose to play their game against the Dolphins in Germany. I think because that's how the teams, that's how the game slots worked out. But the Chiefs also have global marketing rights in Germany, allegedly. So that's where they're playing there. The I think there's also going to be another Germany game next week. And I'm pretty sure there's only the two. But that's Sunday morning, rise and shine. Sunday scaries are in full swing. Also on Sunday in the earlier slot, I've said Packers are playing the Rams at noon in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I am excited to have another home game. The Rams lost to the Dallas Cowboys 20-43 last week in week 8. So both teams are coming off a loss and I do think it'll be a fun one. Later on Sunday, our same Cowboys with Dak Prescott at the wheel making 870k in 29 minutes. They're playing in Philadelphia against my second favorite team, the Philadelphia Eagles, who beat the Washington Commanders 38-31 in week 8. That was their second time going up against the Commanders this season, and they went 2 for 2. But Cowboys and Eagles both coming off of wins. Sunday afternoon slot. Even later that day for our Sunday night football game, the Buffalo Bills are playing in Cincinnati against the Cincinnati Bengals. Bills are coming off of a win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week eight, but they played on Thursday night for the Thursday night football game. So they've had a really long week to prepare to recover. Definitely coming into Sunday's game, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. But the Bengals... And Joe Burrow, our Mr. Alien out of this world quarterback, they beat the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco 31-17 last week. So that's a huge win for the Bengals franchise and the team. Bills at Bengals, Sunday night football, going to be a good game. Definitely worth the primetime slot. And then lastly, Monday night for our Monday night football game, LA Chargers are playing in New York against our favorite Zach Wilson and the rest of the New York Jets, who defeated the New York Giants in week eight in overtime. Final score was 13-10, and that's all I know. Again, they played the same time as the Packers, but I just love to see a Zach Wilson win. And I said, I feel like that's such a fun game. Both teams are technically the home team because they play at the same stadium and so Jets are definitely riding a high going into the Monday night football game again at home against the Chargers week nine the bye week belongs to the Denver Broncos Jacksonville Jaguars Detroit Lions and the 49ers that's all we really need to watch for moving forward game time wise well not really but that's all I noted and if I didn't mention your team I'm sorry and I love you. <laughs> and we've been talking a little bit about record on the podcast. I've mentioned, you know, like it doesn't really matter because it is only week nine. And while that is the halfway point, it's still the halfway point. Like there's so much football to be played. So much happens in the second half of the season and nothing is set in stone. But I did want to touch on who was kind of leading the league right now. And this is just record wise. So 
coming in as the only team with a 7-1 and record, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. Holding it down with 6-2, and the Miami Dolphins, the Baltimore Ravens, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Detroit Lions, all with a 6-2 and record. And then because some teams have already taken their bye week and record does get a little messy with this, I wanted to give a shout out to our two teams that are 5-2 and two right now. That is the Dallas Cowboys and the Seattle Seahawks, who have kind of flown under the radar lately. So we'll see if we find some movement there moving forward. But that is all from me today, you guys. I hope you have the best rest of your week, the best Halloween tonight, the best day after Halloween. It's finally Christmas time, but I'm praying that this helped beat the inevitable Sunday scaries that football season never fails to bring around. I'm still working on getting into the flow of things with our social media presence, so if you haven't already, please feel free to follow the show at Unrelatable with Maddie Weisner on Instagram, and then myself at Madeline Weisner, wherever you get your daily dose of Unrelatable. As always, thank you so much for listening. You already know you guys truly are the best. I love what we're getting to build through the Unrelatable brand, and I still can't wait to see where it takes us. So with that, I'll talk to you next week, where we will definitely be getting into the holiday spirit. Happy November 1st, at least a little bit, but I mean, it's snowing here, so we kind of have to, but tune in Monday. I love you so much.